0: So much has happened since I last saw you. I lost my hammer, like yesterday, so that's still pretty fresh. And then I went on a journey of self-discovery. Where I met you. Where are we? You have no idea. Hello, the goddess of death has invaded Asgard. Oh, I've missed this.
1: Okay, do you guys remember when this trailer came out? Do you remember how excited you were? I know I was, because they're for finally they made Thor cool. Somehow, this trailer made Thor really fucking cool. And was it the visuals? Was it the fact that it was kind of funny? Was it the fact that Thor cut his hair and it was super short? Was it the fact that the Hulk showed up? Yes, a lot of those visuals make it interesting, but let me, let's me let just rewind it one second and point out the single thing that changed my opinion of what this movie was going to be. Hold on. Okay, the one thing in this trailer that sold me more than anything else is this. On today's episode, I dig deep into the source of this. Where does this badassery come from? Simple Google search does it all, right? Look it up. What fan was in the Thor trailer? None other than the badass Magic Sword. on today's episode uh, I get to hang out with magic sword I'm leaving the studio uh, I reached out to their management because I saw a bunch of their Instagram posts recently and they're touring and uh, look them up right now on Instagram and uh, you'll see the amazing tour footage of magic sword on stage in full outfits if you're a fan of daft punk if you're a fan of uh theatrics when it comes to stage performances you're going to fucking love these guys if you're a comic book fan which i know many of you are um then head on over to at magic sword music on instagram and check it out i didn't know anything about these guys i just had heard that song in the thor trailer i had added it to my Uh, Spotify playlist. I have my Retrowave playlist on there and uh, I've been listening to them for quite some time and I, like I said, the power of Instagram. I ended up finding them on Instagram and saw that they were touring and I saw what they were doing on stage and I went I want to see these guys so I reached out and uh, fell into the hole that is the Magic Sword uh, Mythos, Mythology Uh, talked to their management and uh They were like, yeah, we'd love to do an episode with you guys, but uh, you're going to have to speak to the Keeper of the Sword. (laughs) And I was like, what? (laughs) Yeah, no. The Keeper of the Sword is uh, the being that is responsible for this sound, is the being that is responsible for the tour, for the mythos. Uh, And I was like, okay, dude, I will speak to the Keeper. Uh, They're going to meet you in an undisclosed location, uh, most likely near the stage, most likely near where they're performing. (laughs) Um, But because of COVID protocol, I can't go backstage, and I get it, not a big deal, Um, so I have to meet them at an undisclosed location (laughs) to get to the, the root, the source, the sword behind magic sword and uh very excited about it i cannot tell you how excited i am uh to get out to go see a show i'm headed down here in los angeles down to the the uh, wiltern i think that's how you pronounce it i've never been to the wiltern before i'm excited it's down in koreatown which is like a fucking war zone right now (laughs) as far as like homeless and and COVID stuff so it is an adventure i feel like i have to strap on my pack and and uh, get my remote podcast gear in order Uh, get my super safe mask on cover myself up Uh, maybe call myself the voice for this episode Uh, and go and meet these guys I'm super pumped Uh, the only research that I've done has been through Wikipedia and let me just do the lazy podcast host thing and read it to you Uh, Magic Sword are an American electronic trio from Boise, Idaho that's cool They are known for wearing cloaks and masks during their performances, so not to reveal their faces or bodies. (laughs) Why? Why bodies? Uh, The band consists of The Keeper. He is the keyboard player, uh, audio-visual guy uh, in red. So he has a red mask. There's The Seer, who's got a blue mask and he plays guitar, and The Weaver, who wears a yellow mask and plays drums. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm chuckling about this i love this shit i am totally nerdy for this i love it when uh, a band will create a mythos create a personality i mean how many of you out there love the gorillas come on right uh let's see let's do a little history here magic sword formed in 2013. that same year they released their debut full-length album titled magic sword volume one which has this track on it by the way so if you're looking for the album with the Thor song. I think that's on Magic Sword Volume 1. Along with the album, the trio released a comic book with the same name. In 2016, the trio released their first EP uh, on Size Records titled Legend. Uh, In September 2016, Magic Sword embarked on their first national headlining tour. Okay, awesome. Uh, This song here is called The Face of Evil uh, and it has been featured in The video game Hotline Miami 2, but it also appears in the official trailer for Thor Ragnarok, which we heard at the beginning of the episode. So, I'm fucking pumped. I'm ready. And uh, before we get into it, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening. Uh, Prepare yourselves for a sonic journey through the band Magic Sword, I'm gonna be playing some of their full tracks, intercut with uh, an interview that I'm going to do with The Keeper. Um, And uh, I just wanna thank all you guys for following me on Instagram, Uh, keeping track of what's going on. Uh, We are pushing our way into October. It is Halloween time, it is horror movie time. I have been posting on my Instagram account all of my favorite scenes from horror movies. To get your feedback, see if you guys agree. I know there's a lot of younger listeners out there that haven't seen these movies, which blows my fucking mind. It's like, how have you not seen um, the thing? How have you not seen the fog? Speaking of which, I'm actually headed out tomorrow night. So I'm recording this on the 7th. I'm headed out tomorrow night uh, to a secret movie club screening. Yes, the secret movie club that I had on the show. I'm going to one of their screenings in downtown Los Angeles of John Carpenter's The Fog. Super excited about it. I mentioned it on Instagram. I mentioned it on one of the prior episodes. A bunch of fans are coming to hang out as well. So a bunch of listeners of the show will be there. I'll be there. Brett McCabe will be there. Gina will be there. Um, And uh, by the time you hear this episode, we will have already seen it. (laughs) So you won't have been there. (laughs) (sighs) I make myself laugh. Um, so, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to get on with it on today's episode. Let's dig in deep. Um, I'm going to put my shit together. I'm going to try to make it down to the show on time. I hear parking's kind of a bastard down there. Um, but I've never been to this venue. Uh, the dudes have hooked me up with, uh, passes to see the show. They are opening for a metal band called Avatar, which I've never heard of or never seen. So I'm excited to see them as well. Uh, I'm gonna try to take video uh, with my phone in that space, and I'll be posting those clips on my Instagram at Mike Petchy and at the podcast Instagram, In Love with the Process Pod. That's In Love with the Process Pod. So you can see what I went and did in the adventure that I went on. Um, very excited about all of this stuff. I'm trying to think. Oh, okay. I've got a, some other things to talk about, and we'll get into them as we progress into the ad read section. Wow, that helicopter is very low uh, as we progress into the ad read section of the episode. But um, I'm trying to come up with new ways that you guys can help pay for the show, that you guys can help sponsor the show um, without it really costing you anything. And I know how many of you out there like to buy things. I know how many of you out there like to subscribe to services. So I've gone through the painstaking process of signing up for a bunch of new affiliates for the show. So I won't be putting them all on a single episode, but they'll be spread out over the next, I don't know, 15 or so episodes. New sponsors, new affiliates, many ways that you can help support the show. And what happens, I'll be very candid with you. What happens with these affiliates, if you sign up for any of these trials, if you sign up for a subscription, uh, we generally per trial get about 15 to $20 per person that signs up. So just full transparency. And I'm doing it now before I get into the ad reads because I don't think I'm supposed to tell you guys about it during the ad reads, but that's how it works. So anytime that you see on a podcast that they have like an Express VPN or a Manscaped or something else that's happening, it's because of that. So I'm going to be completely transparent with all of you, and let you know exactly what's going on. Let you know how much we're try- how much we're making from these things per subscription because uh, it's definitely going to help us out. It's definitely going to help out the show, um, and I just feel like being fucking transparent about this stuff. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, stand by. I think today. We're going to talk about at least one or two of them, but that'll be during our ad read section. So please go through the ad read section and I'm going to try to make it entertaining for you. All right. So stand by as we get to that. Uh, that's it. It's time. It's time for me to go. I got to get out of here. I'm running late. We got to make it over there. Uh, prepare yourselves for, uh, I have no idea what, where I'm going. I have no idea what this is going to sound like. I have no idea what it's going to be. Uh, but I, I, I do know this, me and the keeper from Magic Sword are about to get into it. So strap on those noise-canceling headphones, crank them way the fuck up, sit back and get lost in the sonic world that is Magic Sword on the new episode of A Love of the Process.
0: light and darkness a creation of perfect balance but as time passed evil spread over the land like a plague slowly consuming everything in its path Final moments before light was lost to the shadow for all time. A weapon of infinite power was created, thus restoring the balance to the universe. And so it was, it shall always be. Whenever the need is great, we call upon On the power of the magic.
1: So I am uh, sitting in an undisclosed location in Los Angeles. I think we're in like Koreatown somewhere. And I'm hanging out with the keeper from Magic Sword. How are you, dude?
2: Man, I'm good. I'm really good. It's good to be here in LA. Like the weather's amazing. Yeah. A little smoky though. Yeah. Yeah. I think nope. California's bur- is it still burning down right now?
1: Not as, dude, this year has been pretty good. Nice. Compared to last year where... Right about this time, I was like paper taping all the seams of my windows and running oh, like really? fans. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn.
0: Yeah.
2: Wow, well, nice. Yeah, things are good, man. I'm I'm happy to be here.
1: Yeah. Um. So I'm pumped to be able to sit down and chat with you. Uh. I've been listening to you guys, honestly, to be fully transparent, since the Thor trailer. That was the first time I heard you guys.
2: Oh, nice. Yeah. That's. I think most people say that. Yeah. 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 yeah that kind of really like, kind of took us up to the next level. Like. Average people heard us, whereas before it was just like basic, you know, like Synthwave fans. Mm -hmm. And uh, man, yeah, we're super fortunate to get that. It was
1: a great experience. How would you guys get that gig? Was it just Chance? Or
2: Well, so we have like an agency that represents us. They're called Terrorbird, and they're actually here in L.A. And um, yeah, they gave me a call one night. And ironically, I happened to be moving my studio to a new location at the time. And so I think it was like late Friday evening, like seven or eight o'clock, and they um, they gave me a call and said, "Hey, um, how would you feel about doing something for the Thor trailer?" And I'm just like, I'm just like, "Why did you even ask me that question?" (laughs) Like, yeah. And so I'm a huge, huge Marvel fan. Yeah. Huge. Of course. And so. Um, I was like, yeah, let's do it. And so they got me in, uh, in contact with a couple people who were doing the, the trailer mm-hmm. and they were like, Hey, do you live in LA? I'm like, no, I live in Idaho. Can you send me what you have of the trailer? And they were like, no. <laughs> it was like Marvel has like some really crazy non-disclosures. So I'm like, okay, so explain to me like how it's going to look and, and how it's going to, how you want it to sound. And so um, they did. And then we made some alterations to the track. Yep. And then they had um, another person put some like a few symphony parts in there, and then I thought I didn't get it because it was probably six months I think, and so I was like, ah, oh, bummer, I didn't get it, which happens all the time with that kind of stuff. So then one, I think like six months later, I got a call that said, hey, we're sending over this contract, and the contract basically says like blah, 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 this and that. And, but there's like a little line in there that says <laughs> we, if we don't use the song, we won't pay you. I'm like, okay, that, that's fine. I'm, I'm assuming they probably send that to like every, all the potentials. Sure. So I'm like, okay, I'll sign it. And if we get it great, if not, no big deal. And then the next day I was um, actually, I was DJing my nephew's wedding. <laughs> And uh, all of a sudden, my <laughs> yeah, right. All of a sudden, um, my phone in the middle of the ceremony starts just kind of going off and going off and going off. And so after the ceremony, I go and check, and I have like, I think like 150 Twitter notifications and all these different. I'm just like, what is going on? And then I'm like, oh, well, we got it. So that's how you found out. Yeah, because I guess they decided like last minute to do it as a surprise at I think Comic Con that year. Yeah. Um. And yeah, and then that weekend was just wild, you know, like just so much activity. It was really cool.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, because you guys, that trailer helped rebrand Thor because that whole movie rebranded Thor. Yeah, for sure. And so that music track. Um, I was super excited because I'm, you know, a big Synthwave fan anyways. And so when I heard that, I went, oh, okay, someone's a fan. Someone's a fan of Synthwave. And uh, really sort of, because the, the the Thor movie before that was like, I don't know, very subpar, very kind of lame.
2: Yeah, what was that one? The Dark, the I don't even dark Elves
1: or something the, like that? <laughs> the Dark Film.
2: <laughs> See, I, I love all Marvel, so I'll accept it. Sure. Um, but... It's it's down at the bottom of the list. I, for I me. hear
1: that that director's trying to do a Zack Snyder, like recut, you know, very similar.
2: Interesting. Well, I mean, I'd be interested in seeing that. Yeah. I, I don't think it could <laughs> do much worse. It's true. <laughs> although, although, don't even get me started on the Zack Snyder game. <laughs>
1: So, all right, let's get a little, let's get into the history of uh, Magic Sword. Sure. How did you, how'd you get started? Like, where'd it come from? All right. So, um, I'll, I'll make it short. It's a long
2: story, but, um, I, you know, have been making music for a long time, for maybe like the last 20 years, Uh um, in some form or another. Um, I've just loved music. So, I, you know, I was in a punk rock band in high school and, um, I was an electronic DJ for a long time, and I made hip hop records for MCs, and I made house records. I just loved electronic music, and then- Oh, wow, so you're everywhere. You're all over the yeah, place. Yeah, I was all over the place, and, but I didn't really ever feel like I had my own sound. Like, I kind of felt like I was just kind of doing what other people did. Sure. And so I decided, uh, or a friend of mine recommended that I go to this thing called Vipassana, uh, vipassana vipassana which or some people call it vipassana but it's a it's like a ancient buddhist meditation kind of thing and so huh. it's a retreat and you go there and you stay there for 10 days and you take a vow of silence uh-huh. and you meditate for like eight hours a day R- not not all at once okay not all at once <laughs> okay it sounds pretty <laughs> there's intense no, there's no way i could do that no but i mean my friend had come back from this thing like a, a changed man and so i'm just like I have got to try this. And I was already kind of into meditation a little bit. Sure. And
1: so I go there and it's excruciating. It's really, really tough. I could do it. I've I've tried to meditate and then, you know, within the first like ten minutes I'm Yeah, right. My mind's running all over the place. Yeah. So how do you do it for that amount of time? I,
2: I mean you it gets pretty squirrely there for the first couple of days and then you you know, I think three days in you kind of hit your stride and then I got the flu while I was there, but I wasn't gonna leave. I wanted to do it so about the seventh day my flu was better and i kind of hit like a i kind of hit i had like an epiphany and i was meditating and it just came to me it was a very interesting thing because i'd been looking for my sound Mm -hmm. and so all of a sudden it's like what's my constant and i'm like oh it's always been film music but specifically late 70s early 80s sci-fi fantasy. Yeah, was so like, okay, like uh, obviously a huge fan of like Blade Runner and stuff like of that. Of course, so, of course. So yeah, I go home after that and I write the first three songs within like two weeks. That's awesome. And the, all, and those three songs are on volume one. And from that point on, um, I meet a guy who, or so I was in a bar one time
0: <laughs> and I was, tell, <laughs> I was telling, my buddy was bartending
2: and I was uh-huh. telling him about the idea and i was like i want to do something like i need to find an artist or something i want to do something comic book ish yeah and so he connected me with a guy named chris hunt we connected he did a few pages and and realized he didn't this wasn't his thing and so he connected me with his friend who is shay plummer who is the guy who currently does it mm mm-hmm, mm mm-hmm. And so, yeah, and then it just took off. Like, we started having weekly meetings and drawing up the story and the characters. And then, it, honestly, the whole thing just kind of wrote itself. Yeah. We were just so excited and so, like, in it.
0: circling us. Ah, fuck. What's the plan? Plan? Let's just keep walking. That's right, a lovely stroll on the moor. Isn't this fun? (laughs) It's in front of us. You think it's a dog? Oh, shit, what is it? It's a sheepdog or something. Come on, turn slowly. Let's walk away. Nice doggy. Good boy. Come on, Jack. Walk away. Walking away. Yes, here we are walking away. (sighs) You see anything? No. Sounds far away. Not far enough. Come on. Jack, what? Where are we going? I don't know. I'll tell you when we get there. Okay, (sighs) because... You really scared me, you shithead. Are you couldn't help me up, or what?
1: So, as promised, at the beginning of the episode, uh, we are ready for our new ad reads, our new ad section, and our, our new affiliates. <laughs> and uh, our first affiliates. <laughs> <laughs> is our Bark Box? <laughs> yes, BarkBox, that's right. Uh, supporting the show. Uh, if you guys have been fans of the show for quite some time, you know that uh, this is a pretty wild <laughs> affiliate for me uh, because I am very allergic to dogs. Um, but I know how much you guys love your little pets. I know how many of those little pets are out there. I know that everybody out here in Los Angeles owns a dog. And I know that you guys like to spoil your little pets. So why not uh, get something special for those little monsters? (laughs) Why not train those little werewolves, right? To rub up against me, you know, to give me my asthma problems. It never fails. Never fails. I'm out. At a, new, at a bar, I'm at a restaurant, I'm in a fucking store, and someone walks in with one of these little beasties that they love so much and they rub up against me and I get their dander all over me and then I have to go home and take a shower because I'm about to have an asthma attack. So I'm gonna turn to you all that have these pets to help us out on the show by signing up for a membership at BarkBox. Let me give you a little background on BarkBox, because many of you don't know what it is. Established in uh, 2011, BarkBox is a themed monthly delivery of toys and all-natural treats and chews your dog can't wait to rip open. Uh, Makes sense? We design all our toys in-house with the very best materials like t-shirt rope, spiky ball cores, and dozens of unique squeakers. I wonder if they have like little dolls with, of guys in in, uh, in red winter coats that run across the bogs. If you guys didn't get the reference, the opening clip was from American Werewolf in London. Uh, a great fucking horror movie with some of the best practical effects ever put on film. Definitely check that out. Uh, and I wonder if your dog would freak out if you were playing that in the house. I have no idea. BarkBox is like the joy of millions what do they say here Barkbox box is like the joy of a million belly scratches delivered to your dog's door i like belly scratches maybe it's maybe it's really great you know uh to learn more head on over to Barkbox uh using the link in our description definitely use the ilwp link that's below um and that will help us get paid if you sign up for one of their programs let me go to their website here how BarkBox works. Subscribe starting at $23 a box monthly. Uh Dog Joy is just a click away. Okay. I think they have a bunch of different packages here. I'm sc- I'm trying to get more information. I asked these guys specifically for a read and they just sent me their fucking website. uh let's see here. Over 2 million dogs served. All right, let's read some reviews. Right? Hold on, let's get our little dog sounds back. Hold on, we'll do this. Lily loves her Bok Box. She is so excited when it comes and can't wait for me to open it. The treats are very high quality and if your baby has allergies, they help out with that too. Ooh, great selection of toys for her to chew and chase after. She loves all the treats and has been learning a variety of tricks. She gets excited every time her special box is delivered. I don't know. It sounds like the dogs are getting really fucking pumped about this. I don't know. So uh, if you want to support the show and uh, you you like to buy things for your dog, why not sign up for Bark, bark Box? There you go. That's a hard read. Um, and then support the show. Uh, the link is in the description. And we'll also have the link set up on our website at lovewitheprocess.com. Use it. Let them know that we're sending you their way. All right, Mike. The joke is dead. <laughs> I sound like that animated dog. remember that catch the pigeon show? Ah. Uh, anyway, also supporting the show as always. Let me let me cue up some uh, let me cue up some nicer music here. Hold on a second. Stand by. I'm doing this stuff live, guys. Uh, what do we got here? Let's try this one. Supporting the show is always our good friends over at Puget Systems. If you're in the marketplace for a new computer. If you're a editor, graphic designer, Photoshop magician, um, then uh, pick yourself up a Puget system. Uh, If you are, like my buddy Rick Dar says, uh, creating fake moon landing stuff, then uh, you're gonna need a powerful Puget system that runs Photoshop and After Effects really well. That way they can uh, fake the moon landing and uh, make you think that it was real. You can do this at home with a brand new Puget system. (laughs) I don't know what people sponsor the show. Um, <laughs> head on over to pewtersystems.com. There you can pick a system based upon the software you're using. Um, and uh, let me tell you this. Personally, I've got two pewter Systems. I've got one that I've used for over seven years, um, and all we needed to do was just a small little upgrade hardware-wise, and the thing is still smoking fast. Um, and I have my newer version, which is running... 6k at this point I was doing a massive uh, premiere project with my black magic footage at 6k and it was uh, 20 I had 25 layers of video running real-time uh, and it ran with all the raw stuff so I was doing 6k raw whatever black magics codec did is it works really fucking well um, so if you want a fast high-speed edit system head on over to pugetsystems.com and buy yourself a PC Like I said, a PC, gasp, yes, PC. Um, Also supporting the show, we mentioned them, our friends over at Blackmagic, one of our favorite new sponsors. Um, They make all of the coolest cameras, uh, capture cards. Um, They're also responsible for Resolve, uh, the control decks for Resolve. So if you're into color correction, uh, I don't think there is a single listener out there that is in my business that doesn't know who Blackmagic is. I got to uh, shoot the last music video, the mom song with Christina P, Krayshon. I did that with a Blackmagic Cinema Pro 6K camera, and I love it. It is now the rig that I use at home. It is now the rig that I use uh, to shoot little commercials and to shoot B-roll. It's perfect for that. And if you're doing larger films, if you're doing feature film stuff, Um, then it's a great camera for cutaways it's a great camera for inserts Uh, the footage holds up to it and like I said it's 6k and 6k raw working in my Puget system without a fucking problem I don't have to have any additional hardware or anything it's really great guys so if you're in the market for a new camera like I was if you're looking to upgrade do it on a budget do it in a way that's not going to put you in insane debt, don't go out there and buy one of those huge fucking rigs. Just rent those. But if you need something to shoot those pickups, if you got that extra day that the producer's not going to give you that money for, and you're like, fuck it, I'll just go shoot it at home, you want one of these. So head on over to Blackmagic. The link is below in our episode. Check them out. Also supporting the show, as always, good friends over Quasar Science. If you're shooting with your Blackmagic, and you're editing with your Puget system, see that you see how this all works here? then you're gonna need the light. You're gonna to need to light your footage. And one of the best places to go for LED units is Quasar Science. They have the best in the marketplace. They're rugged lights, they're reliable lights. You can always count on the color temperatures being true. So if you're getting the bi-color units, um, you can uh, count on that daylight looking right, you can count on that tungsten looking right that's coming off that unit, or the rainbow LEDs. And they have brand new units out in the market right now that have amazing rigging options on the back of them rainbow LEDs, all sorts of really great stuff. If you're a lighting nerd like I am, head on over to quasarscience.com and check out what they're working on. All right, links below, links below. Um, That's about it, I will say this. What I'd like from you guys is for you to leave reviews of the show. So I've been doing a bit of research um, on how a bunch of these different platforms work. like Overcast, I just downloaded Overcast because you, you. I know there's a lot of you listening to the show on Overcast, which is a podcast delivery system for your phone. Um, what you can do is star our episodes. They don't have a way to leave a review, but if you star our episodes, then somehow it works better in their algorithm, uh, so please do that, and if you don't do that, if you don't star our episodes and you don't leave a review, um, I will be forced to have to... Cut off a, a Barkbox account. Let this motherfucker on here. What he's saying? It's translating. Yeah, I'll translate. That. He's saying, leave a review. Apple Podcast. Just scroll, scroll down to the bottom when you load our episodes to so look up and love With the process. Right. Right, right. Scroll down to the bottom, and there you'll find reviews. Okay. All right, buddy. Chill, chill. Calm down. Calm down. All right, then. They're, they're going to do it. You're going to do it, right? You're going to do it? You're going to leave a review? All right. All right, dude. That's all right. it's all right. All right. All right, chill, chill. Here, have a bark box. All right, great. <laughs> Fucking corny. <laughs> Let's get back to it, all right? Uh, me, the keeper, magic sword. Thank you about that moment that you briefly talked about there where when you just let it all clear for a half second something just drops in and it's this it's this half it's like this fraction of honesty that sort of just drops right in there and goes fuck I, I have them all the time whenever I usually it's when I'm really exhausted and I just give up on everything and I'm walking around and I'm like "Ah, oh, fuck that's what I should have done this is a great idea and this is the thing
2: yeah it seems like whenever you let go Yep. the solution presents itself
1: and the solutions usually made up of of the parts that you already know exist where you exactly. knew that you loved this exactly. music and you knew that that was the vibe yeah and you it's like your subconscious is telling you at that point look be comfortable and do what it is that you love and why overthink this thing why make this thing harder yeah. that it needs to be? I've,
2: I've heard it said from a few different people in interviews and whatever but that you know i don't write this music I'm just the conduit, yeah, right. And when it, and, right? And when it happens, it just flows through me. So I have to be ready to accept it. And that sounds really, really cheesy and esoteric and right. whatever. But I actually believe it. Like, if I let go of my like bullshit that I have going on in my head and just accept what's going on, mm-hmm. that's generally when the best things happen for me.
1: And that's the best way to describe it. That's the least cheesy way to describe it. It's 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 letting go. I find that when I'm trying to write up a new idea, if I'm trying to process a script, my muscles, like my brain muscles, just get really fucking tight, and I get irritated, and I'm overtired. What am I supposed to do? And I'm thinking in circles, and I'm running in circles, like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how to make this fucking thing work. And it, it, you're right, when you let go of all that stuff, then what you've always wanted to do sort of flows right out.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting thing. The harder you try, for me anyway, the yeah. harder I try, the worse it gets. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Which is strange. but. It's like a fine line. You have to ride that fine line because you can skirt that line of laziness. Yes. Right? Yes. So you can't like tell yourself like, okay, well, I'm just going to like hang out and play video games until I let go enough and it's going to (laughs) happen. No, it's a, it's a combination of hard ass work and acceptance. Yep. And so...
1: That's cool. The funny man.
2: thing is, like, I just said that out loud, and I should probably follow my own advice, but I struggle <laughs> with that all the time, right?
1: Dude, dude, that's what this podcast is. Half the time, I'm just saying this shit to myself.
2: Yeah, I'm exactly. just
1: reminding myself, whenever I talk to groups, I'm just like, yeah, what you need to do is get off your ass and go to work. And I'm like, okay, when I'm done here, I'm going to go to work. <laughs> yeah. And also let go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 100%, man. Um, so I love it. I love when I, when I heard the song, I heard the track on Thor and of course I watched the trailer multiple times. I'm gonna say this because of the track. Wow, hundred percent dude awesome. and it was the track really brought me into this route I, I see why they, they used it. It brought me into this whole uh, like drawing on the back of your math book like old school nice. uh, like uh, heavy metal uh, fantasy stuff which I fucking love. And I, lo- I love that you,
2: I love it when people say that because, like, this this project is me. Yep. Like, this is me distilled in its, like, purest form. Like, this is everything that I am. And I know that sounds cheesy, no. but, like, I put everything into this. And so, like, once people say, like, they get the same thing that I was thinking when I wrote it, I'm just like, yes, I, I
1: Like, it it translates. And so that feels awesome. Dude, there's something about, because I have the same, we're probably close in age. What am I? I'm 43 now, so we're probably pretty close, right?
2: I'm several thousand years old. Older than I am, okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we are. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So, like, I was uh, like looking for Halloween movies to watch, right? And I have a girlfriend who's much younger than me. And so I'm going through, and she's like, why are you picking these movies? I'm like, because of the vibe, because of the fucking tone, because of the mode. I want to go back to being 12 years old yeah, again. I, I want to go back to being... I'm
2: not doing it to be scared. I'm doing it to, like, <laughs> yes. like, relive that moment when I was scared. Yes. Because, I mean, every time I watch Halloween 3, mm-hmm. I'm like, this is complete trash, but...
1: Those cues, that moment
2: in my life as a child watching Halloween three, which is some people say is the worst Halloween movie, I say it's the best. It's fun, but yeah, it's just that I don't know that feeling, nostalgia and dude, a hundred percent. Like
1: like anybody who's our age right now, the thing does it for me. Halloween two does it for me. Believe it or not, that movie like the sound cues and that really kick it for me. They're all
2: they're all good. Yeah, honestly, like I. I used to think like maybe in, you know, right after I was a child into my young adulthood and I would sit there and look at some of those old movies and I'd be like, oh man, this is so cheesy, so (laughs) stupid. Like, oh, I can't believe I liked this when I was a kid. But now like getting older and I look back on it, I'm just like, this is
1: genius. That's genius. Yes. And those sound cues that you thought were cheesier, like there was a period when I was maybe in my late teens, and I'm like, I don't know, the synth stuff's kind of cheesy and played out. And then it disappeared for a long time. And then you started to hear it like, um, what was the uh, House of the Devil, like Ty West's House of the Devil movie came around, Mm -hmm. and there was a bunch of these flicks that came and started to do it again. And it started to instill that, oh, I'm fucking Home Alone again at 13 years old, and the movie's on. Oh, right, right. So there's definitely a lot of nostalgia to it. Uh, But the thing that I find fascinating about Synthwave is that uh it's evolving now and it's sort of becoming its own beast and there is definitely roots in nostalgia but it's it's become its own thing at this point which i think is pretty cool do you agree
2: yeah i do agree it's kind of well it's interesting just like any genre of music i think right now is that once it takes hold then you have all these like offshoots yeah i've got dark wave and like outrun and and as you get as it evolves those become more and more specific yes and more and more niche and the fans become more and more crazy right i mean we like said, anything else right yeah. like you know like you got you got heavy metal and they got new metal and they got doom progressive and or, yeah. doom and yeah, yeah. And, and and those people who love that are like very very specific yeah in fact that's an interesting like point to bring up is you know we're right now on this tour with this band avatar it's a swedish metal band yeah and uh i love it <laughs> their their production is off the charts like i I've been watching their live show and just love it, love it, love it. It's just so amazing. I've learned so much. Cool. But my point is that like th- there was another band on the tour who unfortunately had to leave because of COVID called Tala and they're new metal. And so like very very different but also mix. the same, right? What a mix, yeah. And yeah, so it's just like I'm waiting I'm waiting to see like how synthwave evolves because it's it's already starting to branch off in so many different directions. Yeah, uh, yeah. And and I didn't even really intend to be grouped into that genre. In fact, if the funny thing is, when I got back from that meditation and I started writing music, I thought that I had come up with something completely original, <laughs> right? Like I was, uh, I was just like, "Oh man, this is such a great idea!" <laughs> and then I go on and start like looking around on the internet, and I found this uh, this dude named Laserhawk.
1: Yep, Laserhawk. Um,
2: and he's amazing. We, we ended up talking a few times on the internet and he's like such a cool dude, but I love his music. Yeah, it's great. But I found out that this, you know, through that, that there's all this music out <laughs> already that is basically trying to like capture that feel, even though some, you know, a lot of it's different. The the goal is the same, yeah, which yeah. is capture the feel. And that's what I love because to me, like music is all about feeling. Yes. Like if music, like, I love pop music too because, you know, the energy. But if music doesn't have like a feel, I just disregard it. Music is an
1: emotional stamp.
2: Yeah, that's a good way of putting it.
1: I think. And as we get older, I find that I'm sort of going back into my stamp collection and relive certain moments of my life. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, like every. And I think, like, I wonder. I'd be interested to see, like, what the uh, the the sales for those films are once synthwave took off. Because, you know, I mean, I yeah. can't. I, I imagine that everyone is buying Blade Runner as soon
1: as this shit came out. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. And it's, you know, especially out here in Los Angeles with all the specialty theaters that still exist and all the screenings and all the shows, um, it's been huge. It's been really huge. Yeah. And then uh, a lot of directors like myself that are using this music in productions and using this music in pieces are introducing it to a huge audience. And you guys getting introduced with fucking Marvel. Like Thor is the biggest venue. Right. Yeah. It's humongous, man.
2: Yeah, we were lucky. That, I mean, honestly, that was a dream come true dream yeah. come true. Yeah, yeah. I'm such a huge comic book fan and like particularly Marvel and so um I mean I honestly I still can't believe it. It's just really <laughs> an amazing thing. It's a it's a weird and strange thing to envision and dream about something yeah. which was this. I've been trying to do music my entire life. And to have it happen. Yeah. So still sometimes I'm just like wow. Yeah. Can't, I can't believe it.
1: Yeah, because you're fucking touring. But, yeah. you know, I can still find
2: ways to complain about it, yeah, right? Yeah, of course, of course. Of course, that's yeah, I don't part of it. I don't get enough showers when I tour.
1: Yeah, it's so tired. <laughs> it's usually that. I'm fucking exhausted. Yeah, exactly. Um, dude, it's it, like, I'm very happy. It's cool to meet you because you're, you're cool. Yeah, right? <laughs> Because so, you never you never know. Ditto, man. dude. Yeah, you never know. I've done enough music <laughs> videos for guys and you're just like crossing your fingers like, be cool, be cool, be cool. Yeah, um, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and I guess I should touch on it a bit. I really dig the characters that you've built for
0: the for oh, the. Oh,
2: thanks, man. Yeah, like it was an interesting, the whole process was very interesting actually because like I, um, ironically, I was talking to a friend of mine and this was like pre- pre the comic book this is like first couple songs okay and I was like man I really think I want to go anonymous on this project and I'm sitting here thinking like I want to maybe wear a mask but I don't I want to be able to see and I also want to look cool and blah 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 and so we're going off the whole 80s thing at this point point. Mm-hmm. and so he's like dude what if you did a fencing mask because it's called magic sword and I'm just like dude genius and so that was kind of like we were there we were we had we had the name magic sword we had a couple songs and we had a fencing mask that's all we had that's awesome
1: (laughs) why did you decide that you wanted to go anonymous why why was that a thing
2: i think because um i only did it because locally we as different band members were actually fairly well known. We had been in like several bands right. and done a lot of things in town. And so, I mean, our aspirations were just to do stuff in town at the, at the time, so let's just wear masks. And we, and we were, at the time, were really, really strict about, and well, at that time it was only me. Sure. So I was really, really strict about who knew. So it was me, my wife, my daughter, comic book guy that's it wow and my brother I didn't really tell any friends that's awesome like I didn't tell anyone and so I had actually had like local promoters that I knew (laughs) sending me messages saying oh I saw your soundcloud Do you want to play a show blah blah blah. and it's like no we're not ready we're not ready and I turned down gigs for a year until we were ready yeah and then um, there's like a big music festival in our hometown and um, finally they convinced me and then we did a set and that's what started it, really.
1: It's so Kickstarter. Cool. It's so cool. It's great, man. Because at that point, you're. It's why I always loved uh, the Gorillas. That's why I always loved, um, you know, like uh, Daft Punk. Because you're you're essentially judging these characters, and you can, you can tell a story that is completely different from you as an individual and you as a person and human being.
2: Yeah, there's no judgment, right? Yeah. Like my personal opinions do not matter. Yep i don't talk about my political opinions i don't talk about my religion i don't talk about anything yep it's just the lore and i feel like for me that's the best way to do it because i do have a little bit of anxiety so it's nice yep but also i don't want people to judge it on anything else except the art and the music that's it
1: it's genius i think it's perfect man i love it and the mystique of it's really great And then it looks cool. I like the way you guys are lighting the masks. I like all that stuff. It was pretty cool. And when I talked to um, uh, your guy that booked the show, he was like, this is how you have to talk about it. And I was like, fuck yeah. (laughs) I was
0: (laughs) was very happy with it. I
1: was like, cool. All right. We're going to weigh into it. You have to wear a cloak when you introduce it. (laughs) Even though nobody will see you. I, I got picked up in a van, like I don't know, like 12 miles from here. They drove me in the middle of nowhere, left me in this field and a helicopter picked me up it was oh. weird man
2: <laughs> so weird. honestly i've had i've had ideas about that for shows <laughs> yeah,
1: you got to do it
2: like doing map points and people running around all over town to get tickets to this secret show but oh. i just love that stuff Myster- m- mystery and uh, just the unknown people like the unknown and i love it well and it's a
1: sense of adventure it's getting everybody off their fucking phones yeah. like it's it, putting it, them in the real get world people again. to ask questions
2: yeah because if they ask questions then they want the answers
1: yes and then they're engaged and then we're taught we're back to that to that emotional stamp again like that yeah. becomes so valid at that point yeah i like that term you know it's pretty cool dude hold on let's check on time um yeah, let's wrap this up because I don't want to hold you up too much because yeah, you got to go. I got, go I got,
2: I got another ten, I'd say.
1: All right. Um, so, <clears throat> where do you hope Magic Sword goes from here?
2: Hmm. You know, that's a tough. That's a, that's a tough question actually because we're. I don't want to give anything away. Okay. So, um, with with the last record, the whole like kind of cycle of the story kind of came to a close, right? So the cycle of the story is that we're the three immortals, or like sometimes we're called the cursed ones. We are cursed to hold this magic sword and find the chosen one, and the cycle happens over and over again. We give it to someone we think is worthy, and they defeat the evil that we gave it to them to defeat, mm-hmm. and then if it corrupts them, they're not the chosen one. If it doesn't, they're the chosen one. But it always corrupts them. And I was going to say yeah. in the last in the last comic book, we end up basically, I end up cutting the throat of <laughs> of the gal who was the heroine, right? So it's a little bit of, a little bit of a dark end. Yeah. But we just wanted to tell that cycle. Yeah. I like and that. so that happens over and over again in the lore. And so now we are working on a few different plots. Um, where maybe we're trying to tell a little bit of backstory but also there actually there's so many ideas i don't want to give anything uh, don't give them away. but yeah I'm we're gonna gonna kind of take it to the next chapter where we're not going to deal with okay who we're trying to try and find trying to find the chosen one we're not going to worry about that for a while we want to discuss the characters yeah yeah and kind of get in depth and really just kind of smart explore it smart yeah
1: well look i'm not gonna hold you up uh, i appreciate you uh letting me come and hang out with you. Of course, dude, yeah, it was amazing. This is a blast. Yeah, dude. Uh, And I'm looking forward to actually seeing you guys play for it, so. Well, I hope hope we don't screw up. Yeah, don't screw up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, done. (laughs) All right, man, thanks. All right, thanks. yes this is live this is uh recorded off of my phone at the show so this is what they sound like live what an epic show what a fantastic night i'm so glad that you guys were able to come with me on this journey to discover the truth behind the magic sword Ooh, that just stopped abruptly (laughs) to find the truth behind the magic sword. Um, And uh, dude, I loved it. It was such a great thing. Uh, Big thanks to The Keeper for for sharing so much. I hope you guys found a bit of inspiration uh, in how he finds his inspiration, Uh, really cool guy. Um, And let me just say this, it was so nice to be there. It was so nice to do it there, but also get that venue. Uh, the Wilton, is that what it is? The Wilton is so great. It's a great old uh, art deco, old Hollywood style venue. I don't know if you guys have been there, if you live here in Los Angeles, but we don't live here in Los Angeles. It's just so cool. It feels like, um, a, uh, like a Broadway theater stage with multiple levels to it. I actually preferred not to be up front. I actually preferred to be back on, on a, a level that was like at, at the same level as their stage, essentially, because it's tiered. Um, and I was able to stand back behind the the lighting team and actually see how they did the shows. And uh, Magic Sword did a great job with their lighting. Um, but I also stuck around for uh, Avatar, and man, they put on a, a production. Um, I, like I said, I had never listened to their stuff, so I didn't stick around too long. It's always hard to watch a full concert from a band that you don't really know any of their music, but uh, they were great. You know, like a Swedish death metal kind of vibe. Really cool. Uh, And let me just, like, the fans at this place were awesome. Really really awesome. Uh, It's this weird blend of metalheads and people that like synthwave and darkwave. And it's funny because those genres are really sort of mixing. Uh, a lot of the guys that listen to it, like myself, are old metal dudes, and it uh, ended up being really cool. And I was incredibly surprised. So, uh, fully masked most of the time for me, um, because even though I went in there with my vaccination card, I wanted to be safe, so I left my mask on. And I've got one of those like uh, like longer masks that cover my beard, because so I was using the shorter masks for a long time, and it was just doing like that half cut under the chin. And my beard hairs were falling out. I'm like, fucking god damn it. And so I ended up getting one of those longer masks that covers up everything. And I'm walking through the place and people are calling out my name. It was wild. It was wild. Uh, fans of the show were just like calling me out. And I was like, how the fuck do you know who I am? <laughs> I'm wearing a mask. And am like, your jacket. Because I was wearing my super cool carpenter brute jacket that Gina sewed for me. Um, and apparently uh, you all remember that. It was really great. I got to meet a bunch of fans of the show. Um, I got to meet some fans that work with uh, friends of ours. I uh, got the hookup. Uh, it was really awesome. And uh, I really enjoyed uh, the merch stuff too. Like Magic Swords merch is fucking great. If you guys are fans of Czarface, and I, I wrote to George this morning too, because they're very similar it's really interesting they're very similar two different genres but very similar in the way that they like to do their merch build these stories build these characters very comic book themed of course at the the surface but value wise they're pretty similar Um, and uh, magic swords merch was fucking amazing they had a fantastic t-shirt which if the keepers listening I would love it uh, because you guys were sold out of my size there but it was uh, this dragon shirt That was really fucking cool. Uh, And then, you know, Mr. Vinyl Nerd over here, I saw that they had their vinyls up. And so I ended up picking up two vinyls, one of them which is sold out online, which is for their new one. Um, So I'm excited. I've got those in my queue over near my uh, record player. I'm gonna bang those things out. I'm pumped that I went. I'm pumped that they had me. Um, And I was just hanging out and talking to folks. It was really nice. It was really nice. You forget that that community, the metal community is incredibly friendly. And if you look at it from the outside, you're like, "Mm, these guys like fucking aggressive music. It's very aggro. But it wasn't last night. It was very chill. Um, I just was standing next to a guy that wanted to talk to me about the shows that he was going to this year. Um, He's excited because he's going to see Tool. Uh, Newsflash, so am I. I'm very excited to go see Tool. It's one of the few bands i have like a I can list on my hand the bands that i never went and saw in the 90s in in the 2000s that i wish i did and uh nine inch nails is a band that i haven't seen that i would love to go see um and tool and uh will my buddy will simmons he does all the writing we've been working together for ages uh he called me up and he goes dude i got an extra ticket you want to go to tool and i went yes please Just gotta knock off that list baby i'm in I'm going, I'm excited. And that happens, I think, next month. I think. No, that happens in like January or something. I don't know. I'm pumped. I can check my calendar. Um, but last night's show, I've been very fortunate. I had this moment where I was just sort of sitting there going, I'm a very lucky dude. I've been able to go see two shows since uh, the pandemic. And I went and I saw Big Black Delta. Fucking great show. I hope he tours. And if he does tour, you've got to go. And uh, Magic Sword is still out touring right now. So head on over to their website. Um, let me pull it up here so I get it right. Stand by as Mike searches the internet. I have to reach around. Uh, this is completely ridiculous. Hold on. Uh, magicswordmusic.com, there we go. And let's take a look here. I'm gonna head on over to their website. Uh, where they list, uh, they actually have some of their comic book art, great comic book art. A lot of times when uh, people do this sort of thing, they they can't find a great artist, and it's kind of cheesy, it's kind of hokey, these guys uh, figured it out, they did it right. Let's go to their tour page, beep, 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 here we go. Gina was giving me shit because I make sound effects all the time, she's like, you're an old man that makes sound effects. Uh, All right, as this is coming out, a bunch of these are going to be done. Okay, so the tail end of their tour right now, October 7th, which is tonight, so I'm not even going to bother. They're in uh, Las Vegas. Let's see. Let's skip ahead. Tuesday, October 12th, tonight, they are in Billings, Montana, Um, on the 14th, they're in Washington, on the 15th, they're in Portland, Oregon at the Roseland Theater. Um, looks like they're going to Idaho and then back to Seattle, Washington again. So this is the back end of the tour. He was telling me that they their show in Boston was amazing. They went all the way through New York. So um, I think he's gonna go back out again. Um, but We'll see. If you can see them, see them. And if not, like I said, head on over to their Instagram account, uh, Magic Sword Music and you could see photos, you could see their vibe. Really fucking cool dudes. Um, I'll post videos, I have videos of him thrusting the sword into the air. <laughs> I love a guitar solo. So that's all up there too. Um, yeah man, what do you guys think? You fans? I know I am. And by the way, for all you filmmakers out there, this scene, the synth wave, dark wave, new retro wave all this stuff that i talk about and i get nerdy about i think the reason why i really love these guys is because as we said on the show it's about creating a vibe it's about bringing back a vibe is about feeling a certain way the same way i felt when i was a young kid watching stuff um and these guys are are basically all film composers um i know these guys want to do films a bunch of these 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 people want to get into filmmaking so If you're uh, someone out there with a legit project, and not some fucking podunk thing that you're putting together, but like a legit project, you might want to reach out. Because I know that these guys are uh, looking to get into film. And um, and he was telling me stuff off here that I'm not allowed to tell you guys, but it's super fucking cool. That's it. Today's episode's in the fucking can. I hope you guys loved it. Um, Stick around. I've been booking guests... Um, trying to get them all scheduled. We're sort of going into sort of the holiday, Halloween, October theme. I'll have more um, horror directors on the show. If you're new to the show, head on over to inlovewiththeprocess.com. There I've curated the episodes based upon subject material. Head through our directors section. Um, I've got uh, some great horror film directors up there right now. Let me just see what we actually have in play on the website here stand by. um yeah episode 150 movies to watch i talk about a bunch of movies you should watch um i talk episode 147 taking a leap of faith uh with eduardo and david cruda uh, they shot the last thing mary saw which is really creepy uh ryan conley i talked to uh my buddy uh ryan uh spindell i just went and had beers with him the other day and i get along really well uh, he did the Mortuary Collection, which you can find on Shudder right now. Uh, we talk about that. Um, and the amazing, she's killing it right now, uh, Prano Bailey Bond. I sit, uh, Episode 140, I sit down and talk to her about VHS horror memories um, and uh, her uh, movie that's just destroying, Sensor, uh, uh, which is really great. So head on over to process.com. I've got a bunch of horror directors up there. If you're looking for new Uh, creepy shit to watch this season listen to these episodes and you'll get some inspiration because we're all fucking nerds here Uh, and I know you guys are too and uh, I know you ladies are fucking into the same kind of horror shit that I am Um, so welcome thank you thank you for supporting the show click the links below leave a review leave a review leave a fucking review for the show please it helps so much All right. that's it see ya